With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Need advice? Want to know what a pro would say? Get all the answers you need from professionals in this Fox 4 podcast. Ask the experts. Welcome to another episode of Ask the Expert on Fox 4. I'm your host, Hannah Guthrie, and today we're talking about a group whose sole purpose is to help kids. It's the Shriners, and with me is Randy Berry and Henry McDaniel. Plus, you guys also have the coolest headgear of any group I know. I love the Fez. So where did that yeah. come from, the Morocco. Fez? It's a okay. Moroccan Fez, and uh, it's kind of an Arabic theme. Uh, it, you know, it's well, Henry can kind of tell you it's, there's a little comedy to it, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? It's you kind of pick those. It's dated from back in the King Solomon's time. Yeah. And uh, well, the thing about the Fez is, it's it's uh, when the shrine started uh, is late 1800s, and um, they really the guys that started it. One of them just did a trip in the Middle East. Okay. And back then, we didn't have TV, we didn't have radio, we didn't have Nextel or phones. So they went back and they brought back the history with them, the mystic, and that's what we were. We were the uh, Arabic order of the mystic shrine, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we still use those terminologies, you know, so we call ourselves the Arabic order of mystic shrine. Right. So. Now, I'll let you get potentate on the fez. Uh -huh. Is that head dude? What's potentate? Yeah, head dude is potentate. <laughs> it's like the grand poobah, if you will. So now, you both are potentates. Well, we were. And okay. what it is is there's typically a shrine will have what they call a leadership line. Mm -hmm. Or, or the divan, or davan, whatever they call it. It's not a couch, but it's, right. it's that's the terminology for right. it. And you get on that divan, and it, it can run anywhere from ten years to five years, depending on what the shrine does. Ours typically runs seven years, and so you get on there, and it's a progressive line. So it's a commitment that you get appointed to, and then you you work your way through that line uh, with different obligations, different things that you take care of throughout the shrine. You get assigned different clubs and jurisdictions that you attend to, and then you move to the next group and the next group. And then the top five are elected by the okay. nobility. And so the, after you go through your appointments, then it becomes real. And you're elected at that point, and you've got certain responsibilities until you become the potentate. And it's a one-year term, and then you're one and done. So... It's so a great were, big buildup. You were nobility, and now you're just peons. Is that? <laughs> well, well, we were nobles then. I mean, it, there's there's nothing you know that you can be higher than than a okay. noble. Okay, that's a noble, pretty cool though. You yeah. know, and but it's just a it's an obligation that you accept to be a leader, and so we do that, and then after that's done, we become past potentates, which is absolutely the most fantastic job in the shrine. <laughs> Why because is that? It, because you can go to anything you want and do whatever you want, and you don't have. To do anything, <laughs> but you get to wear your hat. <laughs> you to, yeah, so no, and I was potentate in 2017, and Henry was potentate in 2018. Well, what so. I love about your group is your mission. You really want to help kids, and when I think of the Shriners, I often think about the flights. You hear about kids who are sick and they need to go to the Mayo Clinic or you know someplace in Dallas, and you all step in. We've got 22 hospitals throughout North America. Um, we're growing 
worldwide right now. South America is just exploding on, uh, on down there. We have a hospital in Mexico City. Um, but we have to raise the money to get the kids there. Mm -hmm. We raise the money to support the hospitals. Um, we do a lot of uh, cleft lip. Um, um, burns. Burns, soft orthopedic bones. soft yeah, bones. Uh, we've got a, with one of our, uh, all our hospitals have um, research facilities in them. And so we're trying to get on the cutting edge of, 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 of teaching uh, doctors and also research. We have a lot of interns that go through our hospitals. Yeah, that's probably one of the neatest things and kind of the change of time. You know, when the hospitals first started, um, we took those obligations on to those kids and different things that we could do. And those processes took a long time. You know, like if you went in for a burn or anything like that, you and your family were going to be at that hospital for quite some time. Well, as technology changes and things have happened now, we can bring kids in and get them back home so that they can heal better in their own environment. So with with that changing, our hospital institutions are changing too. And you see that in most all hospitals, they become smaller, a little more outpatient driven, those sort of things. But, you know, we, we've come from that, if a child would have gotten burnt four or 5% of their body, the chances of them surviving were pretty weak because of infection mm -hmm. and all yeah. those sort of things. But with our research and technology, we've learned to grow skin and get that back. And now a kid can come to us and be about 90 to 95% burnt, and they're going to have and a normal be okay. life. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get them back up into shape. Now, the one thing that is very unique about the Shriners Hospitals is that they, they take a family approach to healing. So whenever a child comes to us, typically it's not a good situation. You know what I mean? They've, they've got something that, that either someone another hospital doesn't specialize in or that sort of thing. But when they come to us, we're teaching the family to understand what the child has. We're putting them in our system to where they're a part of the Shriners until they're 18 to 21 years old. So we want them to engage and them to learn to, I hate to use the word live with or deal with what they have. We want them to feel normal. We want them to feel like regular kids, and we want them to, we want their family to feel very proud of them, and that they can achieve anything they want to achieve. And their only restrictions is them. It isn't anything that surrounds them, you know. And when you transport the kids, I mean, do you fly them? Do you drive them in vans or? Yes, oh, all the above. You do all that. Yeah. Okay. It, it, in fact, we've. Uh, it's been a few years back. Uh, we haven't had a burn patient, but we, we'll actually have an air ambulance come in town and pick up the kids and family and take them to Boston when it happens. Now, the follow-up care, they'll, we'll, we'll get them air flight or we'll, we'll put them in a van and take them. And one neat thing about that is, and Henry has mentioned that, and that's really changed in the last couple of years, is, is that other hospitals are using our technology, and I don't want to be bragging because it's we right, share everything, <laughs> but we share this with everybody. I mean, it's one thing that the Shriners do. We bring in uh, the best physicians we possibly can, and we intern. And we want to share our technology with other hospitals and institutions because the more we can help, the better it is for everyone, right? So burns used to be very specific. So when a kid would get burned or pull a pan of water down on top mm -hmm. of them or hot grease here in town, immediately they would call the Shriners because most of the hospitals didn't have the ability to take care of that. Thus, the air ambulance would be called, and we would, and you know, it's a huge expense, but they would come with doctors and nurses, and we'd fly them to Cincinnati as fast as we could to one of our burn institutes. Do the doctors and, and nurses go with them on the oh, flight? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. But now then, 
you know, you've got like Children's Mercy and KU and these different places, and they've got that technology now too. They know how to do the skin. They know how to take care of the burns. So some of that stuff doesn't go to us like it used to, um, and that's okay, uh, but they take care of them here. Now, one unique thing about us is, is that no matter what, there's never a, a, a cost to the family. We do it at absolutely no expense, no, no, um, no bills for them. And then we take care of that transportation side of it here too. Now, it's not to say we don't take third party we do take third party, but we'll never, ever hound them for a bill. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so those things are, are things that are that help us continue to support what we do. Um, but Ararat, and you, you'd mentioned transportation, Ararat, our purpose and our support for our philanthropy is just that. And that's what, when we do a lot of our fundraisers and things, you're helping the Shriners, the Kansas City Shriners, so that we can help our communities, we can do different things, and that allows us to support our transportation, which supports our hospitals. So how do people reach you? I'm thinking a 911 number. I mean, what's the Shriners? How do well, you can get on, you can get on the website. You can get on a, in the book. I guess there's um, no book. Who has a telephone book anymore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you go to the website. Yeah, you can Google us. But, right, um, so. You know, you can find us very easily. Um, they, you know, with HEPA laws and everything, uh, we usually will direct you right to the hospitals, or you can call the ARAT Shrine and get a hold of our hospital transportation. They'll liaison that for you. But HEPA laws have kind of changed that engagement that we were able to do back in the day. You know, I mean, the Shriners used to, when we would get a patient or something, we wanted to be a part of everything, and we still do. But with HEPA laws and stuff, we got to leave that up to the families to decide whether they want us to be engaged or not. And that's okay. But I'm sure most know. do. It's like, come on, you're helping them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some do. Like yeah, some yeah. do. Some are some are very personal, which is good. You know, okay. there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, we 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 as Shriners have to realize that that's okay because you know, for years you wanted to be right there. You were calling every day. How's he doing? How's this yeah. going? How's it going? And sometimes maybe you smother him a little more than you should. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we've learned a lot through that and societal and changes. You know. I'm looking at the list of organizations that you're involved with. Shop with a Cop, Backpacks for Kids, Reading Programs. You also provide labor to help other charities. I mean, you do a lot. Well, that's that's a big part of it, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. we um, our, our jurisdictions are in smaller communities, say Warsaw, Boonville, uh, Sedalia, and not, and not only that, but around here. But those are a lot of community-driven places. And so they love to get involved in different different. Um, things like that, like stop with the cop and backpacks. and um, But, you know, if you need some help for, with an event, call the Shriners. They're more than likely, they'll come help you. I mean, we, we just finished the Festival of Champions. And what did you do there at the Festival of Champions? We park all the buses and we, we uh, uh, give out the trophies. Yeah, but okay. we, we actually, crossing guards coming across the streets down there because they got all the, the kids from throughout all of uh, four-state region down there coming to play band out on the field and we've got to get them over to the field so we're crossing guards uh we do uh, four or five runs every year for was it kc yeah. track kc uh, track Club. and we, we'll we go push. out we're crossing guards when they do the brew to brew run you'll see shriners out there yeah and abdallah they used to help with the american roll barbecue i mean so anytime you need people need a volunteer to kind of come out and be a part of it and and stay on task we, we do a pretty good job with that. So. You guys are good guys. You just do this because it's the right thing to do? You feel moved to do it? I mean, Well, I mean, I think everybody has, you know, two things in life they really have shown and try to achieve. And I think I talked to you about this before is, 
You want to find something that fills your wallet, and you want to find something that fills your soul. Mm-hmm. So giving back and being a part of an extended family helps fill that, you know, well, those two things. The fun. And it's the fun. fun. <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. My dad we, was a Shriner, and I saw oh, he was? this funny head. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm going to be one. Oh. And, yeah. and then you get the cars, because I had a, my great aunt's husband. He was a, he was a Shriner. Yeah. But he had the little three-wheel car, and they do in the in the parades and figure eights. I thought that was the no, coolest Henry, thing. He's got an electric, or he's got a gas bar stool. Oh, you, you do? Know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's a gas bar stool do? Spin your around. Twenty-five mile an hour. It's a twenty-five mile an hour bar stool. You know, I mean, it's, you do some, have fun. We have some fun. You know, we got the go karts and the sand buggies, and now the big thing is the drift trikes. So we got the big wheels with motors on them. Okay. And those yeah. guys go out and play and slide around. So yeah, I mean. Henry's year was his motto was let's have fun with a purpose, yeah. and uh-huh. so I think that kind of really sums it up. You know, we yeah. love to have a good time, but yeah. having a purpose just adds to it. You know? So, how do people join the Shriners? I mean, do you have first? You have to drive. Be a, first, you have to be a Mason. Okay, and, and 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 a lot of it is just being in public and people hear hear about it. To, I, everybody in this room knows a Mason. But the Mason may not tell everybody he's a Mason. He may not tell he's a Shriner. But once you get to know him, it, it's word of mouth. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think back in World War II when, when everybody came home from the war, they wanted to belong to some civic organization. They wanted to give back. And we're, we're missing some of that today. I think a lot of our civic organizations are falling off. But they're still, we're still having fun, and we're still having a great time doing it. And we feel great when we give that money to the kids and, and take care of our kids. And we need groups like you. I recently read an article about loneliness, and even though everybody feels like they're so connected, you know, with Facebook and Instagram, but you're really not connected to another human being. And and they say it's kind of an epidemic when it comes to loneliness, that it, it really affects your health. And so what you're talking about, if you want to give back and you want to meet people and have fun, yeah. it seems like the Shriners is a good way to go. Well, I mean, there's a lot of organizations that are fun. I mean, getting involved with the Elks or the Moose or the Eagles or all those sort yeah. of things, that's what it is. It's about creating an extended family and having some fun and getting that personal engagement. You know, I, and you, we touched on it just now. I think one of the things we lack today and what causes a lot of division is, is that we all hide behind computers and technology, mm-hmm. and we feel like we're connected with everybody, but we're not. And so it's easy to take a shot at somebody, or it's easy to do these things, which causes some of that division. But when you get in with a group of people and you realize what connection is mm-hmm. and what being around people is, all those barriers come down, and you have fun, and you enjoy each other. And so that's that's really a big part of, I think, what keeps it people in those organizations and getting involved with it. And it'd be, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. And so the younger generation, and then I don't want to sound like the old, like my dad <laughs> did, you know, I mean, they're going to ruin this country, you know, I mean, that's, that is not the case. They, they, um, they just, that's nothing that they've ever done, and that's nothing that they ever do. But when we bring young people around and, they, and they, they're around us or they're, because they're traveling with their parents or that sort of thing, you would be amazed how they embrace um, being around groups of people, and so that it's good for them. And and even if they get involved at school, say with bands and different things like that, that's that whole human connection 
um, that you really, I think people crave it, but if they don't know it, they don't crave it. We do need that because nobody's going to agree with you 100%, but find the commonality and let's be... Hey, we're all unique, right? Let's be human beings together and nice to each other. I mean, you think different, that's okay, but let's all... As long as you know my way's right, yeah. And and mine too, you know, as long as we got that understanding, we're we're good to go, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got this guy. All right, the Shrine Circus. When I think about yeah. Shriners, I do think about, you know, you airlifting and taking kids, you know, to hospitals and helping them. But I also think about the circus. And you have that every year, what, before Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving? Every year, the cir- well, we try to schedule the circus the week before Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, we started 84 years ago here in Kansas City. It used to be at Municipal Auditorium. Matter of fact, Ringling Brothers back in the day did our circus there used to be the police circus, then there was our circus, and then there was Ringling Brothers. So there was a lot of circus going on back in those days. But your your choice of entertainment outside entertainment was totally different than it is today. You know, today we challenge ourselves to draw that that group to us because you got you got main event, you got all these things that right. people can do and and engage in. So it's a little bit different. But our circus. We're the only three-ring circus in Kansas City. We still have our animals. We have our clowns. We've got those death-defying acts. This year, we've got a really good act for a finale that was on America's Got Talent. Oh, so cool. it's going to be Yeah, it's going to be. But every year, Serge Coronas, which owns Circus Hollywood, he'll bring in some different acts. We have our circus towards the end of the year because circus season starts early in the year, like February, and kind of falls off uh, towards the end of the year. So... When they're getting ready to go back to Sarasota or whatever, this time right now, we can bring in some really good acts that are wanting to take a little cash home for the last end of the year. Right. So he spends a couple of weeks in Shreveport, and then there's, a, there's a, a big circus on Thanksgiving, I believe, in Indiana, and then there's one in Texas. And so we catch them, and they can do those acts. So we can bring in some really cool acts. I love um, the circus. I mean, that's yeah. just such a favorite memory of childhood. Okay, so America's Got Talent. It wasn't the couple who did the roller skating and then flipping through the air, or you can't tell us who it is. It's a secret. Uh, <laughs> there's fire involved. How about that? Ooh, I like that. Oh, <laughs> you got to have fire, fire at a circus. Yeah, there's and thrills and fire. What's nice about your circus, so some kids can't afford to go, mm-hmm. but you all help, right? We take about 16,000 kids, and, and, and I don't say kids. We have adults with uh, physical and mental uh, disabilities, and we all walks of life. We give out between, I'm saying, twelve to 16,000 tickets Yeah, we every do. Year. Uh, we Thursday and Friday, we do two children's show and have for a long time. They start at 10 o'clock. And Donna Hunt is a lady who works behind the scenes, and she contacts all the schools in the area. And I don't mean just Kansas City area. I mean, we bring them in from Moberly, Missouri, and Warsaw, Missouri, Boonville, Boonville, Missouri, and Richmond, and they all come busting in. I'll never forget the first time I did it. I was down Municipal Auditorium, and I was a pretty new Shriner, and these guys are like, yeah, come on out and work in the street and be a part of the provost, which is like our police, and we'll we'll guide traffic, so I'm there. I mean, it's early, it's cold, and I'm like, okay, let's see what (laughs) happens here, you know? And I look down, I think it's 13th Street, which is in front of Municipal Auditorium, and there was an absolutely three lanes of yellow buses coming that looked like they were invading Kansas City. And, I mean, it was as far as you could see. And they just come piling in there. And the, and the smiles on those kids' yeah. faces. 
and they look up at the sky, and they, you know, some of them, they come from Moberly, boom, they never seen those tall buildings, and they're just absolutely amazed, and then you bring them inside there, and you entertain them, and you cannot hardly, I mean, the screams and the cheers that come from them, oh my goodness, I mean, it's it's like no other, and once you've been a part of that, you're looking forward to the circus every year on, from our standpoint, so we do those two free shows, that's like 8,000 kids, you know, 4,000 for each performance, and then we bring in another 8,000 individuals that are maybe underprivileged or maybe, um, you know, retirement homes, different things like that. We try to get as many people engaged into it as we can. That that may be their only entertainment or only fun thing they get to really get out and do every year. Well, you know, some of those and, uh, kids come from way out in the country. They may have never been to Kansas City, may have never seen a circus before. Mm-hmm. They may have not even got out of their county. And they're coming and so you're exposing them to the world too, yeah, and to a, and to a great group. And, and some of them may never do that again. And you in, know? in some cases, the Shriners are raising money to pay for the buses to get the kids there. Mm-hmm. They, they raise money to, to buy their lunches on the bus and stuff every time they come here. So yeah, we've got a couple of uh, like Boonville, for instance, in Richmond, and there's a few of them. They do. They'll do some fundraisers and different things so they can buy them T-shirts and they can get them all identified and get them their their gifts and things like that. So. I mean, the, the Shriners, I mean, they, they embrace this all the way around, and, and we just absolutely love doing it for them and helping, and everybody's a part of it. And I like the clown cars. You guys ever try to get in there? Like, see how many people you can get in a clown car? How many Shriners in a yeah, clown me car? Me and Henry just getting here in the same <laughs> car. Come on now. No. So yeah. how, do you, how do you raise money? How do people give to you? What do you do to raise money so you can pay for all these activities? Well, there's many ways. We have a swap meet every year. Uh, we've done that. We've done some gun raffles. We'll do different charity things where we um, sell tickets to different events. We have our circus. Um, fish fry. We had the fish, fish fry. Fish I mean, fish there's fry. there's different things that we'll do like that. You know, back in the day, and there's we still have some guys that uh, will go out and sit in front of the, the Walmarts or the yeah, grocery stores. I've seen and that. Yeah. yeah, and they're collecting for the circus or they're collecting for our hospitals and that sort of thing. And so that's how we do it. And some of that's really fallen off because it's not safe. Um, and oh. the different places don't like you doing that as much anymore. So um, they'll go sell ads for our program books so people can sponsor the circus um, and get their ad in there. And we'll run it on the big billboards that are now, they've remodeled all of Silverstein. So you got these 75-foot billboards. Oh. We'll put their ads in there. So there's, there's a lot of ways that we, hopefully our people are reaching out to them but most certainly, if you want to help the shrine, absolutely, we'll we'll put it to a good. Yeah, cost. we even a lot of fairs in the little towns. They'll, they'll have a booth. They'll sell items. The yeah, the Missouri State Fair. Uh, Sedalia has a booth down there, and they sell Shriner burgers and all that sort of thing. What's a Shriner burger? <laughs> it's a great big hamburger. Yeah, it's got peanut on. butter on it. Yeah, oh, it has yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, it, might, it might be some weird stuff on there. That's I don't all right. Know. Yeah, you guys so. like to have fun. Yeah, we're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, for somebody who's interested in finding out more about your organization, is it best just to go to the website? Well, it's best just to go to BeAShrinerNow.com. Okay, BeAShrinerNow.com. Uh-huh. That'll get you all the information to get you started. There's also a link that'll connect you to us, and our membership committee will reach out to you, or somebody will reach back out and get you on that path so that you can get started to be a Mason. or, or um, And we'll just find out if, if it's a fit for you. You know what I mean? Thank you both for coming in. I really enjoyed this, yeah. and I appreciate what you do. You know, we need more yeah. good guys like you helping helping people because well, it's good for your soul, and you're having fun. And we're having fun. <laughs> Don't forget yeah, that. Number one. Thank you so. for coming in. Thank oh, absolutely. You. Thank you. Join us next time for another episode of Ask the Expert on Fox Four.